Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to our service from the Burnham Benefice for this Sunday, the 6th of June, which is the first Sunday after Trinity. Our service will begin with some introductory music. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, we are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks. We praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Son, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God the Father. Amen. And the special prayer for today, the first Sunday after Trinity. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers and because through the weakness of our mortal nature 
we can do no good thing without you. Grant us the help of your grace, that in the keeping of your commandments we may please you, both in will and deed. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is taken from the book of Genesis, coming from chapter 3. The man and the woman heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is taken from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, beginning in chapter 4. Just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak, because we know that the one who has raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. And the Gospel is taken from Mark chapter 3. The crowd came together again, so that Jesus and his apostles could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him. For people were saying, He has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons he, he casts out demons. And he called them to him, and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said, He has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was, after all, only a little apple. But immediately, hitherto unknown and unexperienced emotions came into play. Adam and Eve hid themselves. And then blamed others, the man, the woman, the woman, the serpent. They are showing distinct behaviours of feeling guilty. Young children, or at least mine in any case, do this sort of thing. You may remember, it was always the other one who did the deed, or came up with the idea. She told me to do it, they would say. But these ideas do not belong in paradise. To illustrate the point, it's worth thinking for a moment or two about dogs. In a survey, more than 70% of British dog owners said they thought their dogs feel guilty when they have done something wrong. But surely this cannot be so. After Doggy has been sitting on the usually prohibited sofa, it's quite happy to wag its tail and welcome you home. It may react to your demeanour and slink off. But this is not guilt. This is just a reaction to the fact that you've got your hands on your hips and you're scowling at the creature. Psychologists classify guilt as a secondary emotion, along with some others, for example, pride and shame. And these emotions need self 
awareness. In the natural world, this seems to me not to exist. The idea of a dog feeling guilty, or that pair of pheasants with the baby that they have in my garden at the moment looking proud, is simply me attributing anthropomorphic ideas to the animals. It was only a little apple, but it opened the way. Without it, I can see no reason for Adam and Eve to feel shame or guilt. They would simply have been Adam and Eve doing Adam and Eve-y things. Except that made in God's image, we are given free will. We make choices. Yes, we take history and likely futures into account. But when we make choices wrongly, then these emotions appear. And Adam and Eve hid from God. Now, of course, God knows where they are. And we might suppose, by the way, that they intended to stay hidden. In which case, the lost sheep would have wandered endlessly. But God, the good shepherd, calls to Adam. Where are you? Think of the tone of voice. Here, at the very beginning, we hear God reaching out to the sinner graciously and kindly, not letting him run away to become as a fallen angel lost forever. Where are you? It was a small thing, the apple, but with it came the first signs of God-forgiving nature. Perhaps you may be thinking less so to the serpent, but Notice Adam's reply. I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. He is suddenly aware of himself, aware of himself as separate from God, looking upon himself at an unknown distance, as a distance intervenes between Adam, Eve and their maker. Have we done something we wished we had not? The overarching theme of this so famous passage, contrasting the beauty and peace of the Lord God, walking, not running or on a cloud, but walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, with these new turmoils in the beasts of the man and the woman, is that all sin places a distance between us and God, that God will always call us back, and that we once bidden should all do all we can to return and certainly not hide. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, Eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things are made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, 
On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, and we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world and let us thank God for his goodness to us. Father in heaven, we pray for your church, for our archbishops, Justin and Stephen, for our diocesan bishops, Graham, Allen, and Bishop of Lynn, designate Jane, for our rural dean, Clive, and all who lead. We thank you too for our church wardens, Ali Ray, Biddy, Anthony, William, Jonathan, Sarah and Letty, and ask your blessing upon them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of all, we pray for the country of Israel, for its place in the world, and for the recent political realignment there. We pray for all her people, that they may live in peace with one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, who welcomed the little children, we pray for all engaged in educating the young, the policy makers, governors, head teachers and teachers, that they may adapt to the present needs and continue to enliven the minds of those they teach and guide. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful place where we live, for the flourishing of your creation and for the due sense it gives us of your presence. Send into our hearts that spirit that we need to be good stewards of the natural world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for those who we know are ill, remembering always that there are many who are unknown to us, but who are known to you. In our prayers this morning, we pray particularly for John, for Jill, for Gloria, and also for John Lumley, who's about to have an operation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those that we have seen and loved and walked with, but who we see no more. And we remember the friends and families of Sue Clindet and Frida Harley, asking you, Lord, to walk with them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, who taught that whatever we do to the least of our sisters and brothers, we do to you. Give us grace to see you in all who are needy. And let us always be ready and willing to serve. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We conclude our prayers with the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love, and remain with you always. Amen. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. <laughs>